What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Mind Muscle Experience. My name is Tyler Egan, and I will be your host. In a world instilled with fear, human beings now believe that the human body is inherently flawed. Many believe that it can't fight off things like viruses, anxiety, excess weight, joint pain, and many other issues that plague the modern day world. I will be sitting down with others from all different aspects of life where we'll talk about their journey, experience, and knowledge so that you can see how much taking control of your health and fitness can change your entire life. It is also my goal to bring you the information to help you with your nutrition and fitness, to help you see what the human body is truly capable of, and to help you win the war within, giving you the ultimate mind-muscle experience. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Experience, where I'm going to drink some water. Oh, yeah. I hope every single one of you is staying hydrated out there. I'm coming to you live, pre-recorded from snowy Pennsylvania, where I'm getting annoyed because I keep having to train at home. Which isn't a bad thing. That's why I bought the gym equipment. It makes me get my money's worth. It's a good thing, actually, that I'm doing that. But I like going to the gym. I just like being in that atmosphere, especially the gym I go to. Uh, you know, mostly, you know what? Sorry, tangent already. The biggest thing I notice is definitely the atmosphere. It plays a role. Like who you're who you're around, especially training. Who you're around, what the energy's like. That shit matters. I was at a Tilly's gym down in uh, South New Jersey. Belmar specifically yesterday I trained a client and then I trained myself and you know the energy in that building is just like people are there to bust their ass they're there to work gets me so hyped so honestly a good gym atmosphere is is beneficial but you know there's also plenty of people out there who don't need it there's days I need it there's days I don't it's about using these things to your advantage my friends it is But training alone is actually really awesome, too, because it allows you to overcome yourself. All right, so, sorry, I had something in my hand. I had to put it down. Today, uh, we're going to revisit an episode I did, I want to say, like two or three months ago. Um, I'm going to pick and choose episodes here and there from the Plants and PRs podcast every year, um, because there were a handful of good ones. Some I'll definitely redo, because I was angry. (laughs) Let's be real. Anyway, guys, today we're going to be talking about knee, non-exercise... Oh, what the fuck is non-exercise? Non-exercise activity. Thermogenesis. That's I knew it would take me a minute. I am, I apologize. You know what? I'm actually going to cut that little blank spot out. Just so you guys know, it was like 10 seconds. Anyway, yeah, totally, totally had a brain fart. Sorry about that. Uh, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Basically, in the simplest of terms, is basically the calories you burn when you are not exercising. So, like if you fidget a lot. If you move, it, movement is the most important thing. But like just going for walks, like the more you move, the more calories you tend to burn. It depends on the things you do. So, um, like you know, going for a ten-minute walk twice a day. Let's just say you're at home all day. Ten-minute walk twice a day. That shit kind of goes a long way, believe it or not. So, non-exercise activity thermogenesis is what we're going to be talking about today, my friends. It is a fucking secret weapon for fat loss. People don't realize this. They really don't. Just move your body, and it will repay you, I promise. But you got to connect with it first. All right, guys, enjoy the national anthem, and then we'll get right into the episode. 
gonna say it first. <sighs> I want to do this more. I like learning more. I like helping passing information along because in a way that's how I look at it. So if there's anything that people want to know more about when it comes to physical fitness, exercises, like anything at all. If you're just like, yo, I'm very curious. Like I find myself uh, being very curious curious about other industries, other things that I'm not necessarily into, but like I'm not going to dive into research full-blown on it because I'm working on my own shit. And, I, and, and being able to pass information along between people I think is awesome. That's kind of the, 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 the gap that I want to bridge for you guys. So if you have anything you want to learn more about, feel free to give it to me. I will put it on my list of things I'm looking into and I eventually want to do a podcast episode on. But for now, because like I looked through all my episodes and the ones with the most downloads are like, the, it's interesting because I still have my one episode on, on um, I call it Entitled, Hips Don't Lie. Maybe I'll leave a link in the show notes. It has the most downloads of any episode um, thus far. And oh, sorry, the podcast has been going for, wow, eight months. Look at that. Eight months. Um, and uh, it's the most downloaded episode. I think it's approaching 50, which is pretty cool. Um, so maybe people are interested in what's going on in the hips. And look, for good reason. There's a lot going on there. I'm currently um, reading a book by Dr. Brett Contreras. Um, he's well known for, I'm pretty sure he discovered the hip thrust and designed the hip thrusting machines, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that. But he's huge into glute training and stuff like that. He's very methodical about it. I'm reading his book right now. Um, and it's honestly just a really good book for overall general um, resistance training knowledge, if you ask me. So great book, recommend it. And yeah, so let's get into this. Neat is what I want to talk about today, which is our non-exercise acti activity thermogenesis, which in simpler terms is basically just the calories that we burn through movements outside of exercise. So I'm going to back it up for a second here just to give you guys some context as to what this really is and how important it can be and some information. So neat, non-exercise activity thermogenesis uh, is one portion of the way that we burn calories. Our metabolism is basically broken up um, into our BMR, which is our basal metabolic rate. I have to take it that slow because I always, I have a tendency of speaking fast sometimes. So I have to say certain things slow or else it doesn't make sense. So BMR, basal metabolic rate is one. We have the thermic effect of food, which I've talked about on the show before in one of, like, one of the first few episodes. Um, we have also our thermal, wait, I'm sorry, the, so we have basal BMR, TEF, they, they acronym all of them, uh, thermic effect of food. Again, I talked about this a while ago. Um, TEPA, which is the thermic effect of physical activity, and that's broken up into two things. So we have the physical activity that we actually do, and I'm trying to think of the, let's see, the EAT, EAT. <laughs> The exercise activity thermogenesis. I'm just throwing the big names out there to make myself sound fancy, but it's basically just your planned physical activity. So we have the three so far, right? We have our BMR, we have the thermic effect of food, and we have TEPA, which is the thermal effect of physical activity. And that's broken into two, which is the one exercise, exercise activity thermogenesis. So that's three. And the last one is NEAT, which is what I already said, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And now I'm going to stop saying it because now I, now I just sound like a turd. Um, but yeah, so basically the calories we burn when we're doing movements throughout things. The BMR, I just want to explain this a little bit to you guys. Our BMR is what our 
the calories our body burns just from normal things, uh, unconscious things like, you know, uh, supplying organs with blood and, and even just laying there, just anything. Like our every action we do requires energy and our, our food is energy. That's why I say people should look more at food as fuel. I'm working on this myself. I tell myself this all the time. We just have this entertainment thing surrounded about, uh, around it now. Um, and look, I'm not saying don't do whatever the fuck you want. I don't really care. So uh, basal metabolic rate, unconscious things our body does. Thermic effect of food, our body actually does burn calories to digest food. I believe protein takes the most calories, and I, it's actually a pretty drastic amount. I remember hearing about this one before. Forget the statistic on it. Anyway, protein burns the most calories um, to process. I think it's just because of the uh, when we take a protein, uh, our body has to strip it of the uh, essential amino acids that our body cannot produce on its own and absorb them or something to that effect. But anyway, thermic effect of food, we have our planned physical activity. So your resistance training, your running, if that's what you're doing, uh, cycling, whatever that may actually be, a specific sport, all of that's encompassed into one. Anything pre-planned and then neat, which is just things that we do sporadically, things that we do that isn't a planned exercise. Like, for example, an example so an example of um some non-exercise thermo uh non-exercise activity thermogenesis right now for me is me doing this podcast standing up standing up it requires a lot more energy energy to stand up because all my leg musculature has to be firing my hips um my feet everything because i am a nerd about this stuff and i'm like trying to figure out how my body may be trying to compensate right now because we're always seeking a stable and comfortable position. Our bodies are masters of compensation, adaptation, like everything. We're, we're fucking awesome. So you guys are gonna hear me rustle the pages again. So I'm gonna apologize. I gotta, I gotta get another stand. I gotta get another stand or a box to hold my mic up. So um, I was in the research I was doing. I came across one of the leading doctors to discover what need actually is. I think his name is Dr. James Levine. Um, he is a Mayo Clinic research, researcher who first studied and described. Oh, that sucks. We're gonna we're gonna wing it. We're, hold up. Sorry about that. I'm leaving that in there. Don't don't leave the show. Um, I had a little malfunction. Malfunction. I had some lights set up because I'm recording this for YouTube as well. So that just happened. Anyway, Dr. James Levine, Mayo Clinic researcher who first described and studied um, NEAT or non-exercise. Um, he said that NEAT can actually vary between two people because we know we're all we all we're all doing this is all happening to both all of us, right? So let's just say me. And, um, you know, I don't have a girlfriend. Let's say I have a girlfriend. Me and my girlfriend, we both exercise. We train hard in the gym. We are both on point with our nutrition, our sleep. Like, all of our circumstances are the same. But the only difference between the fact that, that this one thing I'm about to say, and we're male, female, is the fact that um, I stand a lot more. I maybe go on, like, one more walk. I rarely sit down. If I'm talking on the phone, I walk up and down. Um, I sit on the floor more. I do things that burn more calories, but I see results quicker than she does. Well, it could be because of the knee, because like Dr. James Levine is saying, 
it can vary between two people up uh, up to 2,000 calories. So 2,000 calorie difference can can vary between two people. That's a lot of calories burned. You know, my entire life, people are always like, oh, you, you have a fast metabolism, metabolism that'll catch up to you, blah, blah, blah. But I've always been active. I've always been, I've always, I, I like standing up right now. I didn't, I didn't always do it to the same extent that I do now, but I was always a lot more active. I was moving more. I've always been, since the, since I started working in the, in the workforce full time, always had an active job, pretty active. It got pretty dicey at the end of my last job. But anyway, so 2000 calories, 2000 calories. That's a huge difference. If you're not seeing results, this might be it. You're neat. You need to get that non-exercise activity up. Start moving more. Burn, burn more calories. It doesn't have to be crazy. Go for a fucking walk. People, you know, I'm gonna. I, I didn't plan on getting this to sooner in, into the episode. I told myself this is gonna be a quick one, but damn it, I love this stuff too much. So, um, a couple. I, I just did a quick, quick Google search, and I was reading one of the first articles that popped up about some of the biggest uh, improvements that you can get from going on a walk. And I'm gonna read the bullet points and then go into and try to find and a little bit of an explanation. Number one, walking will improve your mood. That's crazy. Just go on a walk, improve your mood. I might actually I'm not gonna explain the 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 little inserts or whatever. It'll help you burn more calories and lose weight. Mm, that's my point right here. You do a lot. You can listen to a, a, an audio book. You can be productive during this time too. Um, audiobooks, podcasts. You can learn. Learn. Talk to, if you, hey back to that t- cell phone situation or talk tell, talk on the phone situation. Use that time to go for a walk. All right, next thing: walking can reduce your risk of chronic disease, but it can even delay the onset of varicose veins. I don't know what that is. As the vein treatment now. This system includes a circulatory section known as the second heart, which is formed by muscles, veins, and valves. Okay, so we definitely want the we that sounds like a good thing i need to look at that on the spot realize there's something i need to research more on no idea what the fuck that is it'll help you improve your digestion look at that i mean all physical activity actually helps uh improve your digestion just a fun fact for you and your goals will start to seem more reachable that's a good point too walking can help you feel more creative yes to get more fucking oxygen to your goddamn dome piece get more blood to your goddamn extremities get that fucking body moving and function doing the shit it needs to do okay so and it can help alleviate joint pain because you're moving your body around you're activating muscles they're they're turning on when you sit down you turn muscles off you stand back up you turn them on you gotta get them strong again all right Walking more can boost your immunity. That's that's interesting. Well, physical activity can help boost your immune system. Can even help you live longer because we need to move. All right. So, I mean, even on that, you just got to think about human evolution. We we've, we never used to have so much accessibility to food. So we used to have to go out and find the food, and we would burn calories that way. That's why we obesity is now a thing because we don't it, the food we have it delivered, and it's shitty food at that. So we literally have it delivered to us. Uh, it's so much easier. We don't have to we don't have to go out and hunt for our food to burn those calories to even survive anymore. So, um, in the research I was doing, sorry, I got a little off sidetrack there. The walking thing was supposed to be to the end, but you know, I, you got to do what you got to do. I'm here. I'm I'm adapting and I'm moving forward. 
one study that I found, um, or no, I'm sorry, I was reading this in a Harvard, um, here we go, Harvard Health Publishing. It's their, I guess, something. Anyway, it was an article on their page. So I'm going to link everything in the show notes for you guys if you want to read it. Uh, they found that obese people sit on average about two and a half hours more than, excuse me, leaner or more active people. The leaner group of people even walked or stood two hours more. Excuse me. Hope you people are staying hydrated out there. So obese people sit two and a half hours more daily is, is what that's what that article stated. That's insane. Two and a half hours. That can make a huge difference. I'm just saying. And if there's that that ballpark of two thousand calories of a difference. So like if you started moving like maybe take the obese person and the lean person, generalize the fuck out of them so people don't get butt hurt. And then maybe and there's a possibility of this everybody's different of course we all have different uh we're all in different situations we've all been maybe neglecting our health too long or or not long enough or etc you know what i mean i wish i would have taken it sooner serious sooner but hey we all live our lives so maybe that that two and a half hours of sitting is the difference in the need just think about it two thousand calories can make a fucking huge difference all right, I gotta flip to the next page. This is all staying in the podcast. And you know why I like to leave these mistakes in the podcast so I can fucking learn from them. Okay, so um, another article I was reading found that there's when people start to diet, most of the time they they're over the course of the diet diet. Um, the diet is such a stupid word. Sometimes people take it too seriously. It's just a fucking word. Anyway, um. Over the course of the diet, seven, or I'm sorry, people's need tends to drop off as they continue to diet. It makes sense if you think about it, right? Because we're getting bored with the diet. We hate it. We don't want to do it. We'd rather eat the cheeseburger or the fucking cookies. And I get it. Look, cheeseburgers and cookies are good. Like a Beyond Burger with some vegan cheese is pretty fucking good. I'm not going to lie. Some vegan cookies are dope, but... We need to burn more calories. We need to get that need up. And when people diet, all they can think about is that kind of stuff. So they tend to veer away from what they were doing, the things that seem to be working. They're just dreading it. So they're just going to complain about it. Like, no, get out. Get get out of your damn head. Okay? Or better yet, stay. go out for a walk and understand why you're, you want the damn cookie so bad, why you want the damn cheeseburger so bad. Go for a walk. Get some of that extra neat in. You know what I'm saying? And understand why you want the cookie or the cheeseburger or why you want to take a day off or why you're not where you want to be. Go figure yourself out. And going for a walk is a great way to do that. Damn it. Mm, just came up with another reason. Thank you, article. Okay, so throughout the research as well, all the things I was reading, I wanted to – I was reading an article. And, again, all these notes will be on the show notes if anybody actually wants to look into it. But I thought this was something I really, I really wanted to quote from this one article that I read. Or, uh, no, this is an actual study. Okay, so the changes in NEAT accounted for the tenfold differences in fat storage that occurred. And this was through a study that they, they came to this conclusion. Changes in NEAT accounted for the tenfold differences in fat storage that occurred and directly predicted resistance to fat gain with overfeeding. So when you increase your NEAT by tenfold, um, 
I'm sorry, there was a tenfold difference in fat storage that happened. And they were able to exa exactly predict resistance to the fat gain with overeating. I'm not, like, obviously, th this article here, this, what I'm reading off of it, they don't give you all of the, I didn't actually click this link here, why don't they give you all the details? They, they didn't give you all the methodology and stuff like that, and I'm not too familiar with how to break down scientific studies, so take that for what it is, but I thought that was, even if at worst case scenario, that's a pretty big deal. It's a tenfold difference in, in fat storage, and they can, like, directly um, predict it. That's insane. Um, I'm not sure exactly how I don't fully understand. Again, this is a learning experience for all of us. And I hope you guys, um, are understanding all of this. And this is enough for me to want to research it more. So, um, how can you increase your need? That's, that's the thing though, right? I mean, I, throughout the episode, I've said some things, stand more, go for walks more, just walk around more, um, I made a list of a couple. I made a list of a couple of things that I could think of off the top of my head that I actually do and never even realized until I started doing this research. So number one, um, sit on the floor more. Like if you're sitting down watching TV, sit on the floor. Cross leg is the best way we could be sitting. I think the actual best way is the lotus pose, but that's fucking hard. You need a lot of hip mobility. Sit on the floor. Work on that upright posture. Posture is another one. Constantly correcting your posture. You're you're kind of activating muscles, getting them back in the right place, controlling your body movement. You're burning some calories. So being mindful of your posture and correcting yourself when you start to slouch over, that shit happens, I'd be willing to bet, way more than you realize. A lot more. Gravity, my friends. I need to, I need to nail this home. And this is why we should do resistance training. Gravity is a son of a bitch. It's coming for you. Along with death, it's coming. Gravity's coming for you. I don't know about you guys. I'm going to fight like hell to not let them get me. Well, not at least, you know, not until I'm 107. Okay, so more walks. Stand more. I mean, I'm literally doing this podcast standing. I've been doing my podcast standing since, like, uh, since I think I, since I read Desk, Deskbound. I, the book's right next to me. Deskbound, uh, Standing Up in a Sitting World by Kelly Stratt and I believe his wife blew my mind out. I can't unsee it. I I can't unfeel it in my hips. Um, stand more. Get a working desk or um, a standing desk of some sort. Have a, a stool by you. I have one. One of the things that fell during uh, the spill I had there, one of my lights, I have this stool right here, and I'll stand up on it, get my hips mobilized a bit more in a flex position. Work on this, making sure I'm keeping an upright posture to, um, blah, 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 uh, so that because like this, this is awesome, but the problem is this isn't really that great at mobilizing your hips if we're slouched over, like we're sitting at a desk, then our hip flexors are just getting all jacked up. So I like to, <clears throat> excuse me, keep the my my spine neutral, kind of work on that thoracic mobility, do all kinds of stuff. If you're watching on YouTube, you saw, but yeah, I keep that there, change my position, move around, get my body moving. Burn more calories. Um, I in, in all the articles I read, they even talked about fidgeting and stuff like that. You know, there's so many ways. You don't just get the fuck off the couch. That's the big. That's the first step. Get the fuck off your couch and move your body. You'll start burning calories, and that shit goes a long way. That's why if someone's like overweight or obese, 
you know, maybe starting with resistance training isn't the best move for you. I think everybody should do it at some point, but there is a scale. If you're morbidly obese, you probably should. And I don't even know if I'm talking to anybody who actually is. If you are, you shouldn't just start with heavy ass hit thrusts and deadlifts and squats. No, no. Just start with walking, getting your nutrition or getting your mind right. It goes a long way. It goes a long way. So just move your body. It starts with movement in your damn body. You can start burning some calories. You can start slowly chipping away at all that armor you put up. And you can start changing your fucking life. And sometimes it's just as simple as starting with a walk. Move your body more. <clears throat> all right? So, guys, that's the episode today. I hope – that is everything. I hope I hope you guys actually learned something. Remember, neat. It is an awesome way to burn more calories. It can – again, it varies from person. I'm not saying that this is the case for you. 2,000 calories. There's a huge difference. And even if you cut that in half, a thousand, even if you cut that in half and you can burn 500 more calories a day, even if you cut that in half and you can burn 250 more calories a day than you are burning right now, that's a fucking improvement. And I've said this a bunch of times. Let's get better every fucking day. Let's get better every day. If you can burn 100 more calories a day, that's a fucking improvement. So, guys, if you took anything from this episode, please leave a rate and review on iTunes. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if there's more more um, topics you want me to, to cover. Uh, there's always the link to my personal Instagram, the podcast Instagram, all my other social medias in the show notes. So if you have a topic of discussion, if you're on YouTube, leave a comment down below, like comment, subscribe over there, and I will check you guys out.